Welcome to The Delling Pod with me, James Dellingpod. And I know I always say I'm very excited about this week's special guest, but I think this one is going to be an absolute stunner. Uh, I think she's got a really important message that needs to get out. It's urgent. Her name is Nina. She works in a doctor's surgery and she's seen at first hand um, the, the, the truth about people's reaction to these so-called vaccines. So, Nina, I'm going to I'm going to mainly leave all the speaking to you because because you, your story, I've, I've heard little snippets of it is extraordinary. Um, so, so tell me, first of all, about about the about the place you work and your background. Um, it's a large GP practice um in the north of England and yeah we have lots and lots of patients about 20,000 um so it's pretty intense and there's over easily over a thousand calls a day we're receiving um which that's has, a lot that's, what, uh, a thousand calls a day so um, many I mean sometimes it's beyond that it's like 15 1600 it's it's pretty crazy your your ears must be burning by the end of the day with that many calls. Absolutely. It is um, the most intense job I've ever had. <laughs> and, and what are they all... So that's obviously not the normal level of calls. What, what, what's the no. normal level pre-COVID? I mean, on like, in like... Well, Mondays and Fridays are obviously busier. Um, but like midweek, 500 would be a busy day. Right. So this is this is this is at least double what oh, you'd normally get. Beyond, yeah. I mean, and all the staff are complete. Not just um, the receptionists, but all the clinicians are completely exhausted by by the volume of calls and adverse reactions. Specifically, well, this is the thing, isn't it? You're you're about to tell me that, that these calls are not routine calls. These are calls about adverse reactions to Absolutely. the to the COVID jab that we are told is perfectly safe. Absolutely. I mean. Obviously, because sometimes it doesn't necessarily happen immediately, although with the very old people, it does happen very quickly. Um, mostly because it's not immediate that they aren't connecting it. But these are people, and I've been purposely focusing on patients that were previously well. They may have had... Um, an underlying health condition, say asthma or diabetes or something like that. But it was stable, it was controlled and, and the health was relatively stable to suddenly, sometimes quite serious, decline. And do you, do you, know, do you know all these people? Not personally, no. no. I mean, I know some of them, obviously, because you do have people that, you know, phone a lot. Yeah. So it's sometimes it is the same people, but um, I mean, the, when they first started uh, rolling the vaccine out in care homes, I mean, I noticed that straight away, the pretty much like immediate deaths of quite a lot of old people. Really? Yeah. So that's when I first thought, ah, yeah, I, I, there's something not right about all this. I mean, to be honest, I thought it was bullshit before um, the whole the whole COVID thing. So right. th that I was already suspicious of that whole narrative. So then when that started happening and I was witnessing it, it just kind of, um, it changed everything for me. Out of interest, what, what made you suspicious about the COVID narrative? 
Um, well, actually, it was initially just the videos coming out of Wuhan of people collapsing on the streets and things like that. It, it just looked like total theatre to me. So when everyone was freaking out about that, I, was, I just took a step back and as, as it kind of came over here, I, I, I could see that we weren't getting the volume of calls that we were expecting. Oh, that's interesting. So I thought we would be completely inundated, but no. And I also, I've got quite close connections to people that work in uh, the local hospital, um, which is like, it serves a big northern town. Um, And the hospitals were completely empty. Right. So given that that's the case, why is it that that all the all the people who spoke for the net, the NHS, all mm. the doctors and nurses, and we we saw were interviewed by the BBC, why do they do they all come up with this story about how they were being overwhelmed and stuff? I've got no idea. I think they scared people to the point where people just weren't. They were they were purposefully keeping away, so they were cancelling appointments, um, and they weren't going to A and E as readily as they were before. Right. So, you know, and I know that firsthand, you know, I've, I've, I often um, drive around the perimeter of the local hospital, especially now, and there's nothing going on. Right, right. So, so every, every week um, we were supposed to clap for our NHS. Yeah. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, these hospitals that are supposed to be filled with angels working their, working their butts off. Yeah. <laughs> This was this was not strictly true, was it? Or at least not in your, your local hospital? No, certainly not. I mean, um, well, they had time for TikTok dancers, so that's how busy they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot, lot, of, lot of top quality TikTok videos. And, and of course, those things required rehearsals as well. I mean, you Absolutely. Have... Some of them were quite complicated as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we shouldn't laugh because actually this is just... This is so. I mean, I think so you've got depressing. to, though, James. I mean, it's it's so it's got to such a ridiculous point now that how can you not? Mm. Oh well, I agree. I agree. Dark laughter is the only <laughs> <laughs> the only rational response. Um, but so I'm fascinated. Obviously, I think a lot of lot of listeners will be about your what, what you've personally witnessed. Mm-hmm. Because okay, so so you said that. They started rolling out the so-called vaccine, which isn't yeah. a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> and they started in the old people's homes. So, so you would have had clients of the, of the surgery in these old people's homes, is that right? Absolutely, yes. And, and, and so what, what are we talking about? People are dying within days of getting the jab or what? Well, I mean, there was quite a few, um, you know, like 80 plus. Yeah. Um, that received vaccinations in like mid-January yeah and then within two weeks they were dead right and do you know anything about the 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 health condition of these people I mean if you're in an old people's home you're going to be fairly frail aren't they but were, were these were these on their way out or not um not obviously not all some some were but they've also what I found outrageous was the um the DNR do not resuscitate orders that they were slapping on so many people, all the care home residents and vulnerable disabled um, adults. 
Where, where were these DNR um, notices coming from? Well, I mean, they were, they were put on the, um, the patient notes. But I by whom? By the doctor. What, but so, so the individual doctor who was charged with those patients, yeah. um, he, he or she slapped a, a DNR. Yeah, and then when they started, so when they began to deteriorate in the care homes as a result of the vaccination, yeah. they then put them on um, the pathway, the end-of-life care pathway, yeah. which is midazolam. And, I mean, that just sees you off so, right. so quickly. It's, I, I was... On the amount of times I've been, you know, in tears when I've come home, it's just really sad and distressing to be a part of. And I'm ashamed of being a part of it as well. And tell me, tell me why you feel ashamed of it. What, what, what do you think is, is, is being done wrong here? Well, everything. I mean, it's just... The surgery's just become basically a COVID... Health, the health service, that's it. They're not really bothered about anything else. Is that right? So, so if I wanted, to, if, if I were in your area and I wanted, I had, a, I don't know, a, I was about to say a nasty cough, but that wouldn't work because that would be like COVID. <laughs> but if I had, I don't know, a, a, a gammy leg, they wouldn't be interested. Well, everyone is assessed over the telephone or like yeah. video call now. Yeah. But we do have patients that don't even have a landline. So what do they do? Because we can't, we've shut the doors, they can't get in. So when they, when they do turn up, which they do, some do, yeah. try to get in, we have yeah. an intercom system and we were told to tell them to go away. So you've had people, us. sick people, lurking mm-hmm. outside your, yeah. desperate yeah. for treatment yeah. and they've been turned away. Yeah. By our NHS. By me. You know? By you. Yeah. Oh, I can see why that's personally upsetting for you. Yeah. That's horrible. So it doesn't make me feel great, obviously. No. Well, I can, I can imagine. Yeah, and, yeah. And this and that is one of the main reasons why I'm doing this now. Well, it's, 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 it's very brave of you. I, 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 I mean, I, I'm going to ask you in a minute why, why you think, given why more people aren't speaking up. We'll come to that in a moment. But, I, I mean, my understanding of... of when a, when you go to see the doctor, a mm. key part of that process is face to face encounter yeah. Yeah. with examination, which gives the doctor the chance to, well, examine you. I mean, oh, absolutely. the um, The chance of a misdiagnosis happening is so high. Yeah, it's terrifying, and things are getting missed. And obviously, the the enormous backlog that the NHS now has. I mean, it's, yes. it's disastrous. Well, are you well, actually? I'll ask you about about un, untreated, undiagnosed conditions in a moment. But but I just wanted to ask you more about the about the, the care homes first. So mm-hmm. so I would I, there is very much a, a well a, a propaganda machine, I guess you call it, which is defending the NHS, yeah. denying that the the vaccines are anything other than a miracle. Um, uh, nurses are angels, and so on and so so forth. Uh, I imagine that people will say, well, it's just coincidence that these old people um, died within, what, how many days of the vaccine generally? A couple of weeks in some cases. Um, obviously, some ongoing um, deteriorations, yeah. uh, which eventually kills them. 
Right. But generally, what are you finding? How, how quick is the reaction to the... It can how, be, how... Well, we've had a few that it was pretty much within 12 hours. Right. Um, but that, that's not um, a common occurrence. Right. So it was. It would be more common for them to, it, for it to be like a week or two weeks. Two weeks seems to be the magic number for some reason. Right. And what sort of when you talk when you when you um, have deterioration, what mm. sort what sort of what are the most common reactions to the vaccine? Heart, heart problems. Um, for some reason, like infected legs and like really awful things like that. Headaches, obviously, but like severe. Yeah. Debilitating headaches. Um, yeah, just lots of heart things. And also as well, recent, much more recently, because um, they've been vaccinating much younger people. Yeah. Um, menstrual problems. What kind of me- so so obviously this isn't this is this is for the younger people yeah what, what, what well no kind I'm, of- I'm talking about you know like ladies um, that have maybe gone through menopause so mid to late fifties yeah that perhaps haven't had a period for I don't know five years yeah suddenly begin to menstruate again so I mean that that really scared me I was obviously because I'm a woman but like yeah like what is it what is it actually doing. Because I don't think it's that they're becoming fertile again, is it? No, absolutely not. It's damage of some kind. Right. How many... Well, so, at a guess, how many of these cases have you had? Oh, many, many. Don't I mean, forget we have 20,000 you know, 20, patients. 20,000. I mean, so are we talking hundreds? Yes, hundreds. <gasps> really? And, yeah. and, and, and so you get to hear about this, what, because they call up the surgery? We have to ask them, um, you know... Well, give a brief description as to why they want the call. Yeah. So we have to take booking notes for that. Right. So that's how yes. we find out the ba- you know basic information, and then so you get all these confidential details. Which, yes. Which, yeah. But then I, I often go back and check after they've had the the phone consultation what the outcome was. And what? Well, what, what do you mean? After the, after the yeah okay, and what do they say? Well, the doctors obviously, not all patients, but some patients will um, suggest it it was as a result of the vaccine. And that is always noted. Yeah. um, If it's mentioned. But then the doctor will always manage to convince them it isn't. Really? Yeah. There's there's only been, I think, one yellow card report from... From my knowledge, anyway, just one. So, let, let, let just, just, just confirm this. You're saying that hundreds of... You, uh, presumably, you, you haven't started vaccinating people below their 40s, so, so you are talking mostly sort of middle-aged... Yes. Po, well, post-menopausal women. Yes. And you're saying that hundreds of them have had sort of periods coming back after they've had the menopause yeah and they've gone to the doctor and this is this is i mean i can't imagine that any of them this this thing this thing happens normally and they've gone to the doctor and the doctor has, has said this has nothing to do with the vaccine yeah but but the the doctor given the doctors have, have dealt with hundreds of these cases they must know that what they're saying is not true well they get paid a lot of money Yes, what is the deal with that, actually? Do, am I right in thinking that doc- doctors get a sort of vaccine bonus? 
Yeah, they get, they get money every time um, they vaccinate somebody. Right. What with, do they get? With anything. I don't know individual prices, but I think for the COVID one, it's probably about. I think I read it was about fifteen pounds. Right. Per right. Page, per patient. Um. And it's, I think it's more, actually, for care homes. I think that's about 25. But do you think it's a fair enough inference to say that the doctors are lying? I, I would say that, that that's what I think they're doing. Because, because they, you, you, I mean, OK, if you had one or two patients with this problem, you'd mm. think, well, it's a coincidence. But hundreds, no. I think they are just doing what they're told. And who's telling them? Well, everything that I think, I, I mean, I don't know because I'm not management, so I don't get access to that kind of information, but I'm assuming it's NHS England and the right. government directives. I mean, I can't think where else it would come from. And are you, presumably you're giving both the Pfizer and the AstraZeneca stroke Oxford vaccine. Yes. Are those the two? Yes. And do you find any difference in the, in the responses to these, or is it, is it much of a muchness? Um, I would say there is more so with the AstraZeneca. More, more problems? Yeah, m- much more problems, yeah. Mm. But generally, they're all causing problems. Right. So, okay, so going back to the other, other symptoms, I mean, mm-hmm. apart from the disrupted menstrual cycles. Yeah, I've, I've noticed as well quite a lot of... Um, Falls, increased confusion, uh, obviously breathing problems, um, post-vaccination shaking came up quite a few times, chest pains. Um, But also, I think it does something to... So we were talking about what it does to uh, ladies' um, cycles and things like that. But I also think it does things to, to men... As well, in lots of prostate things are, are appearing all of a sudden. Oh, really? Yeah. What sort of swollen prostate tumours? And because don't forget, you know, these people have been vaccinated a lot of them for a few months now. Yes. Some, ah. you know, some since December in the care homes. That was when we started um, doing some of those. So, you know, it, it's becoming more apparent. So some of these problems are arising months after the vaccine. Yeah. That's interesting. And and different in a different form. So you might get headaches at the beginning and then sort of prostate later. Yeah. And also eye problems as well. Right. That's another thing. um, What kind of eye problems? Just deterioration of sight, sometimes blindness. You've had people go blind? In one eye, yeah. That's quite a big deal. What, permanently blind? In one eye. Well, so far, yes. Whoa. Um, okay. So you've had, you've had patients... Well, also, and this is, this is awful, James, I don't want to say this, but lots of, like, blood in stools, people that just start soiling themselves for no reason, that, that weren't doing that before. So I think, what? you know, the damage it's doing, it's not just doing to the heart, the, the brain, it, it's, it's all over. It's all over. Oh, I'm, I'm, I really am shocked, actually. There, are we talking, what sort of age group are we talking, or is it across the board? It's, well, obviously, um, initially it was very old. 
Yeah. But obviously that age is now coming right down. Yeah. I mean, True. there was a, a 30-year-old lady I spoke with the other day who very recently, I mean, she's got some health problems, but not um, related to what she told me on the phone. Um, so she had this, um, she had the Pfizer one actually. And then the next day she had a massive lump that just appeared on the neck, which is still there. Mm -hmm. So th these are things that are just appearing on people's bodies, like big lesions, lumps, infected legs. I mean, it, it is crazy. And they're rolling their sleeves up and demanding more, which is the, the craziest part of it all. Because they, because they don't imagine that, that it was the jab that did it, or is it because of the, sort of out of a sense of public duty? I just think that, I think there's a little bit of public duty going on. And, you know, that also links in with, you know, the virtue signalling that goes along with that, being a hero type of shit. Yeah. You know, there's loads of that going on. But I've noticed that in my colleagues... Um, they think they're heroes, and it makes me sick. <laughs> Does it? What they th what they they think they're heroes merely for working for the NHS, or, yeah. or right because they brought into the government's narrative. They're propaganda. frightened. Everyone, everyone. There's there's very few people that I associate with that think it's you know bullshit. Really, what they are all—they are all genuinely scared that if yeah. they don't get this vaccine, they'll die. Yeah, and I thought these were intelligent people. Right. But no, they watch the BBC news and they don't do their own research, or it's—they're just blind. Right, right. So, so you mentioned the the thirty-year-old um, woman. Mm. Um, have you had any sort of younger people dying of these 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 vaccines? Not yet, but we've not really um, gone below the forties yet. Right. So I'm pretty sure we'll see that soon. But yeah, we've had like forty three year olds passed away. Um, are you so? Young? Well, I mean, I, I call that young. That is young. <laughs> well, it's younger than me. <laughs> well, yeah. So you've had a forty-three-year-old. Yeah, 50, die. 54, 62, 24. What? Yeah. You've had a twenty-four-year-old die. Yeah. No. I think I think that person was disabled. Right. Um, like physically disabled in a wheelchair. Yeah. And their parents thought it would be a good idea to to give that poor person this vaccination. And, and right. And was that disabled person somebody who had a, a, a DNR um, order put on them, or was that...? Yes, I think, I think they did, yes. Because this is, this is one of the weird... I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite surprised by this. It, it genuinely does seem to be... Do not resuscitate labels seem to be attached to disabled people. Yeah. And, and, which is, it's is I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's like something out of, out of Dr. Mengele. Yeah. Um, but do, the, do these patients know that they've got do not resuscitate things being stuck onto their files? Some do. Um, some consent to it, especially um, the older people in care homes. Yeah. Um, but quite often there's been a few cases where the family have found out about it and obviously they've not been happy. 
Well, and they've made that clear and they've had it removed. And, you know, I applaud, I applaud those families. So, the, so the, the, the do not resuscitate thing means that, what, you get put on this kind of pathway towards yes. death? And get given the drug... They basically which... speed it up. They don't try to slow it down, they just they speed it up. Right. OK. So, you've had... What, what, so, tell me about some of these, these people under, under, under 50 dying. What, 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 what are the... Did they have underlying conditions or what? Well, that, obviously that person did, that was, that was 24. Yes. But um, there was a 36-year-old um, and a 43-year-old that died recently, um, which, which I believe was as a result of the AstraZeneca. They both had the same vaccine. And right. they both got, um, like, swollen feet. Then the next thing was they couldn't walk. Then severe headaches. A&E trips with said problems. And then they died in hospital. Did they? Yeah. And what... Do we know what they died of? Well, they'll probably put COVID, won't they? <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> they probably will. <laughs> yes, they probably will. I, well, I, what I mean is, what what was the kind? Yeah, and we suspect it. I don't know. Never... We don't get access to death certificates, so we right. never, we don't really see them. But that's really frightening. That those are young people, and and did they were they otherwise healthy, as far as you know? As far as I'm aware, yeah, they weren't known to me. So you have like people that phone up regularly that you actually get to know. Yeah. And these, the people that have passed away were unknown to me. So, right. Yeah. The fact that they both had swollen feet developing mm-hmm. after the vaccine yeah. would seem to indicate to me that this is not some random thing that appeared from the blue. No. And, okay, so how much of this stuff is being reported to yellow card system by the doctors? Well, like I said, as far as I'm aware, one. One? One. And that was because the family insisted on it. They basically said to the doctor, if you don't do it, then we will. Right. So all the others, all these... I mean, give me an idea of the, of, of the number of deaths have been... I wouldn't... Have... Hundreds. I suppose. I suppose in a practice. I mean, that sounds Ad- a lot to me. Adverse reactions. Thousands. Thousands. Thousands and thousands. And none of these are being reported. No. But whose job is it, out of interest, to report these adverse reactions and deaths? Well, I mean, to... any anybody can. A member of the public can can do it. But if you know, if you're dealing with a patient who's because lots of them have, you know, stated they think it's as a result of the vaccine. So the patients yeah. have told the doctor that's what they think it is. Yeah. And the doctor basically reassures them, placates them, convinces them it's nothing, it's not connected, nothing to do with it. And do you think that that might have the effect of persuading these people not to report it? Yes, because people trust doctors. I don't anymore, obviously. Yes, that must have been an eye-opener for you. I mean, I have to say, I've, I've been through the same process. I actually, I, I'm actually scared of going mm. to see my doctors now because I don't, I, I don't trust them. No, me neither. And I think we're right not to. <laughs> right. But, but it's, it's not as though 
the medical profession is a kind of magnet for immoral or evil people, is it? Something's, something's clearly happened to people who, who presumably became medics out of a sense of vocation. Yeah, I think, I think well, the, not, the clinicians aren't, like, the nurses and, the, you know, at that level, they're not paid particularly well, but the doctors certainly are. And they yes. like they like to spend money on you know flash cars and so we've got we've got you know GPs in our practice that are in flashy you know big Range Rovers and things like that so they love money. Right, right, and do you? So there's you. Who else is is sceptical in your in your practice? Only really a couple of others, um, but none of the um, none of the clini- clinicians, just my colleagues um, that I work directly with, really. So none of the doctors, no. none of the nurses. There is one doctor that looks like she's going to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Um, she looks like she might crack. Right. Uh, but other than that, um, they all seem to be quite enjoying. Not see- they don't. They don't want it to go back to the way it was before. Because they because they don't have to see any of those. Yeah, I mean, you sometimes go into the room to get like a prescription signed or something like that, and they've just got the feet up on the desk, you know. The, really? Yes. Really. Laughing all the way to the bank, totally. That that must that must be like a horrible thing to see. <sighs> they all disgust me. <laughs> Do they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I can see. No, I can see why you're speaking out. I mean, that that is. That is really shocking. Yeah, I've, and I've just had enough, James. I've got to the point where I just... I feel like I'm going to go mad if I don't say something. <laughs> and what do you think... Um, uh, do, do, they, do, they, um, do they try and persuade you to have a jab yourself? Yes. But I haven't. You'll be, you'll be proud of me, James. I've not, I've not liked were you, it. Were you, were you put under pressure to take the jab? Yes. My job was threatened br- very briefly. Uh, and and how, did the, how did the threat disappear? Because I just said, that's illegal, you can't do that. Ah, well done. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Um, and and that, I said, that's coercion, and um, if it means that I'll lose my job, fine. Well done. So, and so, it's kept, has it's everyone else had quiet. the jab? Um, most of them. There's only a couple of us that haven't. And the other, the other ones that, that haven't, are those, do they work with you in reception? Yes. So you've obviously talked about this? Yes. Because there must be... Well, I mean, after what you've told me, <sighs> I'm amazed that anybody who works in a doctor's surgery would, would, would get the vaccine themselves. I mean, and I do hear that there is, there's quite a... There is some resistance, isn't there, among doctors and nurses to taking this thing? Well, not not from my perspective, but no. um, I've, I know quite a few people that um, work in care homes. Yeah. Um, and they're not going for it. Uh, presumably that means they're going to lose their jobs because it's going to be made compulsory, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know that, is it? Oh, right, I think so. Well. I, think, I, think, I think the government has, has issued a new edict that it's made it, made it right, illegal. Right, sure, that's, that's fucking terrible. Yes. Yes. And you told me something else about, um, in a previous conversation we had, about mm-hmm. the effect that these 
jabs have on people that they become kind of um different people different people is that is that is that true For, certainly from what i've seen um and it's it's like neurological damage that's the only way i could describe it really it's like they're not they're not as on the ball in their jobs and they seem very distracted and just not just different like talking to a different person these these are what your fellow receptionists or what no 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 the clinicians the clinicians clinicians. yeah and also as well just to go back to when um the vaccination rollout happened for um healthcare workers yeah so they they all went and had the jab and they were all off there was so much sickness was there yeah do we know what? Headaches again? Yeah, just like very like severe flu-like symptoms. But also, one of my colleagues had like a big lump under her armpit. And another one had like a big lump at the site of the injection. Like a tennis ball. Like a big lump. Yeah. And I'm just looking at everyone thinking that they're all mad. I, I just... It's funny, actually. Um, I, I had an, an example of this mm. i i am um, i do this online online exercise class yeah and and you and you see you know the 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 person who's in charge of the class asks how everybody is and there was somebody who had a really badly swollen arm and she, and it, it had been swollen for two or three days and time was you'd have showed great sympathy for this person with this you know like, yeah like that's not normal but the very much the attitude i, I noticed was oh yeah well you you know you, you'll live with it soldier on <laughs> and I was thinking, there, there is there is some weird thing uh, they're putting in the water that's making us all um accept the unacceptable yeah i think everyone's drunk the kool-aid apart from us james it's so weird isn't it it's is so weird i feel like an alien because I, I don't wear masks and um, I don't socially distance from the people that I love. Yes. I, I cuddle them. So yes, I, I, yes I, 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 I hugged my mother when it was illegal to do so. <laughs> <laughs> when M- Michael Gove hadn't given me permission. <laughs> Which is, I'd like, but that's, that's the kind of devil may care I am. Guy I am. Um, so, okay, so, so, yeah, so you've seen clinician. When you say clinician, do you, is, is that the same as a doctor? Doctors, nurses. Doctors, um, nurses. Yeah. So, so they obviously did have the jab. They didn't just have a kind of placebo or anything. No, that's the celebrity vaccine, James. <laughs> Does it exist? I believe so. Have you not seen that letter that was circulating on Twitter about two or three weeks ago? And somebody had had the vaccination, yeah. And then a few days later, received a letter from the surgery saying, <laughs> um, "There's been some kind of error, and you were given a saline solution. Yeah. So you need to come back and have your, <laughs> your I proper vaccination. Want, I I'll, want I'll have one of those. Yeah, I, I, want I totally vaccine. will. <laughs> totally will. I'll even have one of those." intramuscular ones you get in your in your bottom if, 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 that's, if that's the price i have to pay for well they were on about anal swabs at one point so what's they the were on about i think that was i think the whole anal swab thing was a the, the chinese just playing us as they have been throughout this this particular 
Um, yeah, mocking us, yeah. Mocking, mocking us, yeah. How much will the, the stupid guaylo <laughs> take before, you know, before they, they call us out on our bullshit? And apparently uh, a lot more will take before we call them out. So, um, well, you, I mean, you must be very unhappy in your job. Yes, extremely. I mean, you must feel a bit like the angel of death, uh, having all these people coming in. I just feel like a complete hypocrite because of my beliefs. Well, and what is going to happen? I imagine this surgery is, is putting, is, is eager now for younger blood. It's going to be oh, targeting absolutely. pregnant yeah, women they, and children. They yeah, they can't wait. They can't wait. Because I suppose actually 20,000 times, say, 15 pounds is... Very profitable. Yeah, very profitable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what... Is that 300,000 pounds? Yeah. I think it is. It's a lot anyway. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, and are, are the patients given any indication that there may be side effects when they come in and take these vaccines? I mean... No. They are not given full informed consent. Right. They tell them that that they might have soreness at the site, you know, a bit of a dead arm, cold flu yeah. symptoms. But that's it. Right. They don't say, you know, your legs might swell up and your brain might explode. Because if they did, people wouldn't take it. They'd walk out. Oh, and we've, we've had a few that have uh, just collapsed as soon as they've had it and ended up being taken to hospital. Really? Yeah. And... Is there not any? Surely, word of mouth I know. must give. Is it not? Is word of mouth not happening? <laughs> well, I mean, it is from me. I'm trying to. I'm trying to wake everybody up, but um, mm. they don't want to listen. I think there's a lot of cognitive dissonance going on. Yes. Um, to well, the from point, what you said, it, to the point oh, where yeah. they're not even thinking. In, and it's in, you know, in terms of reality anymore. I don't think they're connected to reality. Well, for, I was going to say, from what you, you were saying earlier about mm-hmm. if people are genuinely fearful of death if they don't get the jab, yeah. I can imagine them coming like, I don't know, like sort of hurling themselves gratefully off the cliff like, like those Japanese on that Pacific island in the war. Oh, yeah, they, they <laughs> on, love Okinawa. it. They love it, and then... You know, they've had the first one and then they were constantly phoning. What, you know, when am I going to have the second one? <gasps> really? Oh, They're that yeah. enthusiastic? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, I, 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 mean I was shocked at how, at how many people went for it. Right. And here you are, speaking from the North. Um, I'd always thought that the North... <laughs> Was a place of no nonsense, yes. common sense. Yes, you'd think, wouldn't you? You really would, actually. But no, I, I'm I'm definitely in the minority here. Right. But my, pa- so, my, my but my partner's on the same page as me, which helps, obviously. You are so lucky. Yeah. You are. So, you have no idea how much division this has caused within families. Yeah, I know. I know. It's so sad. It is. It's so needless as well. That's that's what really sticks in my craw because there's no reason for this to be even happening. Yeah. 
Yes, no, are you, well, that's what, because you think the vaccine is unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Mm. Because what you've seen is that this is presumably no worse than any other. I, it's, I mean, it's so toxic. It is so, to- I don't know what the hell is in it. Well, you can kind of find out what's in it, but is that what's in it? You know, I even question that. And what happens, say, say I was a member of your, what are they called, customers? No, what, what, what are we called? Patients. Patients, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Suppose I was a patient at your surgery and I, I, you, you contacted me to, for the vax and I mm-hmm. said no. What would happen? We'd just code it as declined. Right. And, that, and that's it, you wouldn't hear from us again. But um, would it, would it... I, I personally have received many, many... I've received two letters, uh, four text messages within a few weeks. That, that, are you, are you, are, are you um, a patient at your practice? No, no, not, not, not where I work, no, thankfully. No. So, so, so you, the, the, the practice where you're a patient has, has been much more proactive in trying to get you to take the vaccine? It would seem so. We don't seem to employ such, um, bu- you know, bully boy tactics, but... Yeah. And, and um, if you've turned down the... the, the I, I keep mistakenly calling it a vaccine, which it isn't. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you turn down the jab, does, do, do you get a sort of black mark against you or anything? Or? I've got no... Well, not as far as I'm aware. I don't know, you know, what goes on at management level. Um, yeah. It could well... They, they could well be. I don't know. But I also know... Um, that patients have been turned away from the local hospital for treatment because they've not had the vaccination. Is that right? Yeah, and I, I've heard that directly from a person that was declined. What, and what was their condition? They were having just like um, uh, the camera down the, the throat. I yeah. don't know the technique. Endoscopy. Term. Endoscopy, that's the one. Um, and they basically got there and then they were asked whether the, 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 as to their vaccination status. And they said, oh, I haven't had it. So they said, I'm afraid you can't have the procedure. Well, well, well. But I've heard a few reports of that from patients on the phone as well. And um, what I haven't asked you about is, have you, has there been a kind of increase in cancer deaths from people who hadn't had hadn't been had their cancer spotted in time because of you know for obvious reasons well we don't get to read um the death certificate you know the reason for death yeah so i, I, I wouldn't like to, to say but symptom wise yes what, what do you mean symptom wise well into you know like um the signs of ca- certain types of cancer Obviously, you know, chest problems, lung cancers and things like that. Um, Also, lots of prostate problems. And then somebody died quite recently who was in his mid-60s. But that, he'd he'd had a prostate issue many, many years ago. Yeah. Then had the vaccination and it killed him within three weeks. Oh, right. So it was like a really aggressive tumour that just returned from... 20 years Interesting. Ago. Yeah. So that's another vac- another one to chalk up to the vaccine, probably. Yeah. And do you get? 
Suicides seems to be something that one... There seems to be few records of this. Do, oh, do you my have God. A... Men, the mental health uh, problem is off the scale. Is it? The amount of calls we receive from suicidal patients. Um, also, you know, family members concerned about the, the relative and their state of mind. And, yeah, we've, we've had quite a lot of suicides as well. Have you? What more than you'd have in a normal oh, a year? Lot, a lot more. A lot more. Again, what what num what numbers are we going to talk talking here? Oof. Hundreds again. Hundreds of suicides. Hundreds. Really? Yeah. How do they kill themselves? It's normally an overdose, and there's lots of people tra that tra are trying to actively trying to kill themselves as well. We have so many people overdosing because we'll receive um, A and E reports. Yeah. So obviously, we're front desk. We get the mail. We open the mail. We see the mail. Right. So we can see the A and E reports coming in and things like of that nature. So yeah, it's it's terrifying. What the, are, the what are they taking? What 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 um what are they overdosing on? It's normally antidepressants. Or so they're already, you know, maybe suffering from depression. So they're on medication. Yeah. And they'll just either store it up, maybe not take it for a little bit, and then take too many and overdose purposefully. Right. So, so these are these are generally patients who are who have already shown sort of depressive tendencies. But yeah, but been... I mean that is huge. The amount of patients that are taking antidepressants is huge. What what you mean? Has it, it, it has it increased in the uh, last? Yes, definitely, definitely. And people with like anxiety so bad they've not left the house since last March. Right. Because say if you had OCD anyway, yeah, you know, um, and then this happened, you know, it, it would it would push you over the edge in terms of hygiene and not wanting to get bugs or viruses or anything like that. So, yeah, it, it's exploded. Right. And it's, now, it's in very young people, that as well. That, that mental health kind of um, crisis. What, what, what age are we talking? Oh, from like, we're even getting, you know, depressed 10-year-olds. And are they being given antidepressants? Some. Obviously very mild ones. So the yeah. doctors are just... just just churning out these the antidepressant prescriptions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they'd rather do that than um, you know signpost you to therapy or you know something that would actually be meaningful and possibly help you deal with whatever trauma you've had in your life, which would right. be a better option, obviously. So the 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 there are one or two conclusions one can draw from this. Either you are a a crank who is determined to slur the good name of our NHS <laughs> and that actually what you're describing is completely unrepresentative yeah. of what's going in the country. Or mm. this is happening, because I can't imagine that you're atypical, or this is happening across the country. It's, and it's got to be. It has got to be. So why are people like you so rare? Because, I, I mean, I, there have been a few whistleblowers, but very few seem to, you know, relatively few, given the scale of this. Yeah. Why is that? 
Um, I think people have bought the most people have bought the narrative. Um, I also think that most people don't do their own research. So yeah. I think those things coupled together, you know, most people are just fast asleep. They do they just watch the telly? I don't watch the telly, so. Yeah, I don't watch the news. and Well, I, I sometimes have a little listen to it on the radio just to see what nonsense they're coming out with today. But I d generally don't, you know, don't pay attention to mainstream media at all. I think it's, I think it's certainly the case that, that almost all the people of our persuasion mm. don't, don't touch the news. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't watch TV news. I don't read the newspapers. No, no me neither. Um... So yeah, so I think there's just um, that people are scared, people are ignorant. There's also a lot of very stupid people out there yeah. that don't question, you know, don't question anything. Yes, but as you said earlier, there are also quite a few intelligent people who are yeah falling for this. Yeah, that's that's probably more scary because you know you can understand the idiots not knowing, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> Idiots will do what idiots will do. Well, but yes, yes. I mean, very in, yeah, intelligent people who think that that they're going to die. But they've the they've enjoyed like kind of like basking in the glory of, you know, being an NHS hero. I've I've seen it in my colleagues. Really, they they they've actually bought into this. Yeah, I was embarrassed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you encountered anyone else in the the medical profession who's who's you've been able to talk to about about all this? No. You can't you can't engage with them. I mean, I've um, I've tested the water with a few. Yeah. You know, asked a few questions, and they've just shut me down pretty much. Because I, I the last London march I went on. Um, I saw some people in, some women in nurses' uniforms. Yeah, I, I saw those ladies. And I was very impressed with their courage. Yeah, uh, they, I'm they're presuming fantastic. they were nurses. Yeah. Um, I, wish I'd, I wish I'd had time to talk to them, but, but I imagine that... Uh, are, are you going to any, any of the, uh, the marches? I plan to. I haven't as yet, but I do plan to. Because uh, I... Uh, the fifteenth, I think, is uh, is a there are lots of marches, all rallies, yeah. all over the country, um, and I must say, I found my experiences at the London rally. They they, they you come away on a cloud because you yeah, realise you're not alone. They look amazing. They are, and they're all such good people. They are. They're they're just. It's like it's 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 like. If you had to be exiled to an island, <laughs> these are the people you'd want with you, the best oh, I of, couldn't of agree the country. More. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's, that's a brilliant way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I hope we can bring people round to, to, to the cause of truth. So finally, tell me, if somebody was considering having one of these vaccines, what would you say to them? Well, obviously, I would say don't have it just don't or at least do some research into it first and then at least you'll be going in with full informed 
consent. Yeah. If you do, if you do want to still have it, then at least you'll know all of the possible risks. Yes. And I'd also like to plead with anyone that's doing what I'm doing, or even just adopting whatever in that industry, to just please come forward and share your story because this cannot. It can't be hidden anymore. You know yes. what, what's happening in GP surgeries and hospitals? They've basically just shut the door on everybody else, um, and people are dying as a result of that, as well as the vaccine. So it's uh, it's catastrophic. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I imagine what you thought you were be doing when you joined the NHS? No, no. Obviously I did it because I'm a caring, you know, I, I do care about people and I want to help people. Yeah. So that's initially why I um, chose to do that job. Yeah. Um, but now I just, I just feel like a complete hypocrite and it just makes me uncomfortable and unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, but thank you... Thank you so much for, for speaking out. No and I problem, think James. This will Thank be you for asking widely me. shared, I hope. Anyway, good luck. Thank you. Um, I'm going to turn the tape recorder off now so that we, um, I'll speak to you again. Okay. Bye.